Hello and welcome to this message from the room. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the to talk to you today on a subject called the crowd or the cross. I want to talk to you on the subject called the crowd or the cross. If you would, if you have your Bibles with you or if you have uh, your phone or an iPad or whatever you have, if you want to take that out and go ahead and turn to the book of Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And we're starting in verse 14. If you've already found it, look at your neighbor and say, I beat you to it. Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 14. And it says this, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power, Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his hometown, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll, found the place where this was written. And in verse 18 it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And then it says, He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at Him intently. Then He began to speak to them, The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled This very day, everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be, they asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? And notice what happens in this verse right here. I want you to pay close attention to this. In verse 22, it says, everyone spoke well of him and they were amazed by his words. They were amazed by his teaching. But then next it says, wait a minute, how can this be? Isn't this Joseph's son? Then he said, you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb, physician, heal yourself, meaning do miracles here in your hometown like you did in Capernaum. And then he says, but I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Certainly there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of the prophet Elisha, but the only one healed was Naaman, a Syrian. And then pay attention closely to these next three verses. It says, When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him, and they forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. And it says they intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. They intended to push him over the cliff, 
But he passed right through the crowd. And he went on his way. Lord, we thank you so much this morning for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your word. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is alive. It is active. It is powerful. It is real. We thank you for your presence this morning. And I ask, Lord, that you would anoint my mouth. I'm just your servant. I'm just a messenger. I am nothing without you. And I ask, Lord, that you would anoint me to be your mouthpiece this morning. I ask, Lord, that you would open all of our ears, open all of our eyes, and soften our hearts this morning as we discuss the Word of God. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to understand, to receive, and to apply your Word to our lives. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and he went on his way. In today's culture, it is a tendency for people to follow the crowd. But if you notice in Jesus' ministry that Jesus never followed the crowd, the crowd always followed Jesus. Jesus never followed the crowd and said the crowd always followed Jesus. It's easy for me, it's easy for you, it's easy for us today to follow the crowd. But it's not easy for us to take up our cross and follow Jesus. When you follow the way of the crowd, you will end up at a crossroads where you have to choose between the crowd or the cross. You see, the gospel is a beautiful thing. It's it's good news. It's good news. It's freeing. But the gospel invitation requires each and every one of us to make a choice. You cannot follow the way of the crowd and follow the way of the cross at the same time. If we choose to follow the cross, we can't experience true life. We can't experience true freedom. But if we choose to follow the crowd, we will only bring more confusion and problems upon ourselves and into our lives. Which brings me to my first point today. The crowd will eventually lead you to a place of confusion, but the cross will always give you clarity and will lead you to a place of confession. The crowd will eventually lead you to a place of confusion. But the cross will give you clarity, and it will always lead you to a place of confession. You see, if our eyes are on the cross, it's always going to lead us to truth. If you're here today and you say, I'm following Jesus, but I lied on my taxes. Or I'm following Jesus, but only on my terms. I hate to disappoint you this morning, but that's not the way of the cross. You can't follow the cross and the way of the crowd. At the same time, we see in Luke chapter 4 where the people of Nazareth, Jesus' hometown, try to kill him by pushing him off the cliff. The Bible says they intended, their intentions were to push Jesus off the cliff and end his life because they were that angry. But what's crazy to me is Jesus got up and was speaking to them good news, not bad news. He didn't get up and say, today's the last day you're going to live. Today's the last day that you're going to have a meal to provide for you. He didn't get up and say that. He got up and he spoke to them good news. And it's crazy how in a split second things can change when we're influenced by the crowd around us. Because one moment they're saying, oh my goodness, look at this guy. 
His words are amazing. We're in awe of this guy's teaching. He's, he's so good. He's so uh, interesting. His words are so powerful. And in a split second, all of a sudden they go, wait a minute. Isn't this the son of Joseph? Isn't this the son of... Who gave this guy authority to talk? In a split moment of time, one moment they're saying... They're sitting in awe of what he's saying, and, they, and, and they're intrigued, and they love his teaching, and they love what he's saying. And then the next second, it's like a switch turns off, and they're like, wait a minute. Who gave this guy authority to talk? Because they were influenced by the crowd. You see, that's where following the crowd will take you in today's society. The cross was standing right in front of them, and they didn't even realize it. One moment they're in awe of his words, and the next moment they're chanting, kill him, kill him. You see, what they didn't realize is by pushing Jesus away, they were actually rejecting the very source of life and blessing. And as a result, they lost their opportunity to have God's blessings. Just a little bit of background on on this passage. According to what I was reading and studying, Jesus had been doing ministry for over a year at this time. He had become very popular because of his, his gift of communication and because of his teaching. And, and so he was involved in this service at the synagogue. And when he began to, to speak, the people were, again, they were amazed at first. And then as I studied a, a little bit about the town, it says the town of Nazareth was regard, regarded with special contempt known as a place of dirty streets, poverty, and full of people who were passionately bitter, aggressive, and critical. Something we need to understand that this town was full of people who were passionately bitter, aggressive, and critical. And again, Jesus is here bringing the good news. But they did not receive. They did not believe in Him. And they were wanting Him to perform the same miracles there in His hometown where He had performed Otherwise, in other places. But he could not perform those same miracles because they did not truly believe in him. They admired Jesus' teaching, but were not willing to accept his lifestyle. St. Augustine said, They love truth when it enlightens them, but they hate truth when it accuses them. Say that one more time. They love truth when it enlightens them, but they hate truth when it accuses them. You see, too many people today, and I know I'm stepping on some toes this morning, but all I'm doing is speaking the word that the Lord has spoken to me. Not here to offend, not here to judge, not here to condemn, only here to relay the message that the Lord has given to me. Unfortunately, too many people today are seeking to hear gracious words when they come to church rather than to hear God's word. Too many people today are seeking to hear gracious words rather than to hear God's word. Which leads me to my second point. The crowd will suck you in and push the Jesus out of you. But the cross will call you out and place the heart of God in you. The crowd will suck you in and they will push God out of your life. But the cross will call you out and place the heart of God in you. You see, it's a frustrating thing for me because that's exactly the place our nation is in right now. 
If you have the politically correct words to say and you're willing to sacrifice Jesus for your own agenda, the world will pull you in and give you a platform. But friend, let me tell you something today. In the words of another preacher that I heard, Jesus is not some cheap little accessory that you put on top of your life as though it were a cherry on top of ice cream. It's either you have Jesus and Jesus has you or you are barren, you are wasted, and you are lost. It is a sad thing because the world has come to a place where we are daily allowing the crowd to suck us in. We are daily allowing the crowd to influence us rather than allowing the way of the cross to influence us. We're allowing the world's hate to influence us. We're allowing the world's attitude to influence us. We're allowing the world's opinions of us to influence us. We're allowing everything that the world says and does to influence the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we act, the way we lead our family, the way we lead in church, everything we we do we allow the world to influence us it's time we come back to the place where we're following the way of the cross and stop following the way of the crowd because of the way of the crowd they are going to connive they are going to deceive they are going to find the politically correct words to say they are going to try to fit in they are going to do this and they are going to do that and sometimes the way of the cross doesn't always seem the right way. Sometimes the way of the cross is the, is the way that's, that's, that's not, that is less trod. It's the way that not everybody else is going. Sometimes the way of the cross is lonely. Sometimes the way of the cross is not popular. Sometimes the way of the cross, when you go that way, you get criticized. Sometimes the way of the cross seems negative. Sometimes the way of the cross gets you down. But the way of the cross is the right way to go. We see another passage in Luke chapter 8, starting in verse, the second part of verse 42. Luke chapter 8, starting in the second part of verse 42. It says, as Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe, and immediately the bleeding stopped. And Jesus says, who touched me? I love this passage. It says, everyone denied it. And Peter speaks up and says, Master, this whole crowd, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. There's thousands surrounding you. What are you talking about? Who touched you? And Jesus says, someone deliberately touched me. For I felt healing power go out of me. And when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble. And she fell to her knees in front of him. The entire crowd heard her explain why she had touched him. And that she had been immediately healed. And Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. You see, in verse 45, Peter says, Jesus, we've got crowds of people on hand. We've got crowds of people on hand. You see, if Jesus would have listened to Peter, if he would have went with Peter's way, if he would have went with the way of the crowd, he could have said, you know what, Peter, you're right. I'm tripping. I'm crazy. I've got thousands of people all around me. Everybody's touching me. You're right, Peter. You're right. Let's just keep going. But he didn't go with the crowd. He went with his instinct. He went with his heart. He went with the way of the cross. And when you go with the way of the cross... 
Somebody's life gets changed. Somebody's life gets changed. You see, a, a woman's life would not have been changed that day if Jesus would have followed what the crowd was saying. But Jesus didn't go with Peter. He didn't go with the crowd. He followed the way of the cross. Leads me to my third point. The crowd will eventually push you away, but the cross will point you out. The crowd will eventually push you away, but the cross will point you out. You see, the woman with the issue of blood wasn't following the crowd. She was following Jesus. She knew if she could get to the foot of the cross that she would be healed, that she would be whole. When you follow the way of the cross, you lead the crowd to redemption, to salvation, and to restoration. See, it's a rare thing today for people to choose the cross over the crowd. But I'm here to tell you, I choose the cross. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I choose the cross. Turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, I choose the cross. I choose the cross. Sometimes the cross isn't easy. Sometimes the cross is not the way I want to go. Sometimes the cross is not the way my flesh wants to go. But I choose the cross. Every time I choose the cross over the crowd. Because the crowd will lead you astray. There's another passage in Matthew chapter 27. If you want to turn there, you can. You don't have to. In Matthew chapter 27. I love the way Matthew's gospel states this story of of the crucifixion. I read through the other gospels, but it just didn't quite state it the way Matthew did. And I love the way he, he writes it. Matthew chapter 27, starting in verse 17. It says, As the crowds gathered before Pilate's house that morning, he asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? It says he knew very well that the religious leaders had arrested Jesus out of envy. It says, Just then as Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him this message and said, Leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. Verse 20 says, Meanwhile, the leading priest and the elders persuaded the crowd. They persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. So the governor asked again, Which of these two do you want me to release to you? The crowd shouted back, Barabbas! They shouted back. Pilate responded, Then what should I do with Jesus who is called the Messiah? They shouted back, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said, why? What crime has he committed? But the mob, the crowd roared even louder, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere and that a riot was developing, so he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. And all the people yelled back, We will take responsibility for his death, we and our children. So Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a, leg, a lead-tipped whip and turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. 
something we need to understand. Number four, the crowd will always crucify innocence for comfort. But the cross will always convict sin for correction. The crowd will always crucify innocence for comfort. But the cross will always convict sin for correction. You see, for some of those of you who are in this room right now, and you may feel the conviction power of the Holy Spirit, it's not because Jesus is coming down on you and Jesus is condemning you and Jesus is judging you. It's because He loves you. It's because He doesn't want you to follow the way of the crowd. He doesn't want you to get swept away in the things that are not right, but the things that are wrong. He wants you to come to Him because He loves you. He wants you to follow the way of the cross, not because He wants you to be depressed, not because He wants you to be down, but because the way of the cross is the right way. Jesus is not trying to harm anybody. He's only trying to help you. You see, these people, these crowds of people had had grown to be comfortable in their sin to the point that they were willing to sacrifice Jesus for their own comfort. They were willing to sacrifice Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, for their own comfort. I love how Mark writes it. In Mark 15, verse 15, he says, So to pacify the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He says to pacify the crowd. The word pacify means to soothe, to calm, to comfort. Pilate would have rather the crowd been calm and comfortable and sacrificed Jesus than to do the right thing. You see, following Jesus, friends, it's going to cost you something. But not following Jesus will cost you everything. Following Jesus is going to cost us all something. But not following Jesus will cost us everything. closing this morning. I don't know what crowd you might find yourself in today. Maybe you're part of the negative crowd that's always trying to make it seem that everything's too good to be true. Or maybe you're stuck in the not good enough crowd that's constantly trying to shove down your throat the idea that you're never going to measure up. You're not good enough. I don't know about you, but I want to be in the Jesus crowd. Because the Jesus crowd is all about the cross. And when you follow the cross, you don't have to measure up. You don't have to be qualified. You don't have to be the smartest. I choose the cross this morning. I choose the cross not because it's popular. Not because it's famous. Not because it's a get rich crowd. I choose the cross because it's the right thing to do. It's the right way to go. Every time, every day. Even when I don't feel like it, even when my body doesn't feel like it, even when my flesh doesn't feel like it, even if my mind says something different, I follow the cross. I choose the cross because it's the right thing to do, not because it's the comfortable thing. It's the right thing to do. You know just what to do. I want to close with this. The crowd says, Follow us, but the cross says, Follow me. The crowd says, rely on yourself, but the cross says, rely on me. The crowd says, you got to earn your worth. you got to earn it. But the cross says, I am your worth. 
The crowd says, you got to bear your own burdens. you got to bear them all by yourself. But the cross says, just nail them to me. The crowd says, be happy. Just be happy. The cross says, be holy. The crowd says, if it feels good, do it. But the cross says, for love's sake, endure. The crowd says, honor yourself. The cross says, humble yourself. The crowd says, you got to do, do, do. You got to do more. It's not measured up. You got to do. You got to work. But the cross says, and has been saying over 2,000 years, it's already done. It is finished. You don't have to work any extra. You don't have to do anything else, but just trust Him. Just follow the way of the cross and just trust Him. It's already been done. It's already, the victory has already been won. It is finished. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you'd like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We'd love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Down on your shore You say come to the river